September marks the start of fall. Students are back in school, and if statistics hold, 69% of the students this year will be taken out of student loan. The current student loan debt in the United States is sitting at a whopping $1.73 trillion, and if we're being frank, this number is steadily going up year over year, and it is showing no signs of slowing down. In honor of National College Savings Month, which just happens to be in September, I was wanting to do a four-part series on how you can take the stress out of college savings for your child, a family member, or even yourself. Today is part one of that series, and I am going to be discussing how you can start investing into a 529 plan to begin preparing for those college years. These are an amazing asset that you can use to take advantage of everything from tax-free tuition to staying ahead of the 8% tuition inflation that we see each year. Don't go another day believing the lie that is constantly told that you need student loans to obtain a degree. Listen to every part of this series and you'll be on your way to a financially stress-free and debt-free time in college. Here we go. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, how's everybody doing? We are back for another week of the Financial Mirror, and I hope everyone's off to a great, great Labor Day weekend. Um, I know for a fact a lot of people out there are going to enjoy an extra day off of work this week. I'm going to be one of those as well. So I'm hoping everyone has a great Labor Day weekend and and I really appreciate you taking time out of it to to join into this episode. But uh, I'm going to jump right in. Uh, As you can see by the title today, uh, we are starting a new series. If you did not know, September is a national college savings month. And I thought This is an amazing, and I mean amazing, opportunity to celebrate on the Financial Mirror so that I can help you, whether you're a student, a parent, um, a a future student, it doesn't matter. No matter where you are, no matter what your plans are, uh, I want to help take the stress out of college, specifically the financial stress out of college. I'm... I'm here to tell you after being in college, it's, it's, it's got its own set of stresses. So let's not worry about the financial part, right? Uh, that's the biggest part that I, I think that I can help you with. And if you'll follow along with this series, it's four parts, four part series. We're going to start and, um, start with some, some pretty basic, uh, some pretty basic plans on sort of those get ahead methods, right? Get ahead. What can you do to go ahead and start planning for this? What can you do to, uh, even if you're about to graduate high school or if your, your students about to graduate high school, what can you do to get the ball rolling? What can you do to ensure that, uh, everything is sort of set up for success? Because let me tell you, it does sneak up on you. And if you are not ready, you will end up paying a cost for it. Uh, so I want to go over very quickly, um, uh, some statistics that are out there and it's, it's a very, very, very real thing in that, uh, it's student loans are amongst us everywhere. And, and they're, they're, I, I want to say there there is no getting away from it, but there truly is. You you just have to buy into a couple of simple principles, and that's what I'm going to go over in this series. 
Uh, so real quick, I want to run through some statistics and you can see how big of a deal um, this really is. And it doesn't have to be it, the magnitude of, of, of people being super financially stressed out about college. It doesn't have to be like that. It really doesn't. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really excited about this series because I, I do hear, I hear it. I hear it all the time. I hear, well, you know, we should, we should forgive student loan debt. We should forgive, um, all of these things. And, and I'm here to tell you, I, I, I personally, I disagree with that statement, right? I do. I a thousand percent disagree with that statement. Um, and I disagree on the simple fact that, that we can we have to allow people to, to, to feel the, the choices that they made. You have to understand, you have to under, you have to go through that choice. Otherwise you're just going to replace that, that debt with another. And that's, that's real life. So, uh, I want to show you if you're, already if you're already in school um if your if your student's already in school your child's already in school or if you're planning on going back to school i want to show you that you can do that and it does not take student loan debt to do it i'm i'm telling you it does not take student loan debt to do it but statistically uh current american student loan debt is currently um sitting at a whopping 1.53 trillion uh, i did see another statistic that said it was actually up to 1.7 trillion dollars is the current American student loan debt. Uh, 69% of students take out student, uh, college student loans, 69%. Like I'm, that's almost three quarters of all students take out some form of college, uh, student loans uh, the average amount for bachelor's degrees. Uh, so there's a four year degree. The average amount that a student takes out is about 29,000, uh, in debt. And then medical school, it's obviously more, and that's pushing you up to about $201,000. And these are big numbers. These are huge numbers. On average, the student loan payment is about $393 a month. Uh, so you can see this is a huge problem, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a very big problem, but we can get it under control. I promise you we can get it under control. Um, and I I'm also here to tell you if you've taking if you've already taken out student loans. Let's say that's that's already behind you. You've already done it. And you're like, dude, I've already done it. Uh, I've got to finish this degree. I'm also here to tell you that uh, in an upcoming episode, I will show you how you can go to school without student loans, without scholarship money, without anything. How you can go to school debt free. Um, I'm going to show you that and, and that's in a future episode, but if that's you and you're like, man, I already have student loans. Um, I've got to finish this degree. So the only way I can do it is to keep taking out student loans. False. That's not true. Uh, that's not, that's not what you should be doing. You, what, whatever student loan debt you currently have, like we should, we should stop there. Like that, that's where it should end. Um, I, I can't get you out of your student loans, but what I can do is prevent you from going further into debt, uh, with student loans. So therefore, like I said, today, starting a new series, and this is intended to take the stress out of going to college, uh, four part series, and I'm going to walk anyone through ensuring that they're able to get an associate's, a bachelor's, a master's, or even a doctorate degree without ever going into debt. Um, and the, 
great part of this series, and I mean truly the great part of this series is that uh, it doesn't matter if you are a parent planning for your kids to go to college, if you're a high school student that's planning for college, or if you're an adult that's just wanting to go to college or go back to college, uh, all this information is going to be applicable, and you will see how you can go to school debt-free, and that's a major, major thing. Uh, so the the biggest the biggest thing, and this is this is the part about college debt that that can can really can really be sort of misleading, is because it's, it's sold it's it's sold to us constantly that that's the only way that you can go to school. Oh, you didn't get a scholarship? Okay, too bad. Oh, you didn't you didn't get this grant money? Oh, too bad. You still want to go to college? We got you here. Sign this sign this line right here. We'll give you a student loan. You'll be off to college. The sad part is, is that it takes so long for people to pay off these student loans that it, it you, you hear people talk about it, but um, th- the same movement is not going back and telling these children that are that are taking these student loans out or these young adults uh, taking student loans out uh, that they don't have to, that they don't need to, that there's other ways to do this. And, and that's where I'm here. And I really hope that, that you get something out of this. Uh, but today we're going to do the first part and we're focusing on a couple of different 529 plans that are out there. You've probably heard of 529 plans. If you haven't, this will be a great informative, uh, stream podcast, however you're listening to this, because these plans are specifically focused on paying it forward, uh, toward future education costs. That's literally what they're about. It's an important part to keep in mind, and they offer great advantages that we are going to go over. I know that you are absolutely right on right this time on the edge of your seat, so let's jump right in. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast, and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Okay. So I'm going to start off with the types of plans. There's a couple of 529 plans that you should be aware of. Um, I'm actually going to discuss two. There's two plans specifically that I'm going to go over. And um, I think this is important because of the simple fact that one of these should be utilized and the other one should be avoided. All right, you'll see both out there. Uh, one of them, the one that should be avoided, is starting to uh, is losing traction, so it's becoming less of an issue for us. But you should be aware of it, so that whenever you're looking and you search, oh, five twenty nine plan, and you leave out another keyword, you will end up possibly getting thrown at a uh, the wrong five twenty nine plan. So I'm going to quickly, quickly, quickly discuss the wrong plan, so that we never have to bring it up again. You know it exists. But you also know that it is a plague. You do not want anything to do with it. All right. This one is called a 529 prepaid plan. 
This is a plan that allows you to pay future college costs at today's prices. So the rates of tuition right this second, you are able to pay for a, a beneficiary to go to college at today's rates. So you're probably like, well, that's a great idea. Um, I'm going to show you why it's not a good idea, but it sounds good. It really does sound good because tuition goes up about 8% a year. So by prepaying or buying credits for your child or beneficiary, you are in a sense saving money because if tuition continues to go up at 8% and your child's eight years old, 10 years from now, you could see a massive cost difference versus what you would have paid today. Uh, so currently, currently there are nine states. These are state-sponsored plans, prepaid plans. Uh, and there's nine plans that offer a plan like this. If you're looking at the map on the screen uh, that shows Washington, Nevada, Texas, Mississippi, Florida, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, uh, you only see eight states. And that's the reason why I said there's nine that offer a plan like this is because Massachusetts does offer a plan that's technically not a 529, but it does work like one. So there's there's in all reality, whether you want to call it a 529 or, or not, uh, if, if it, you know, if it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. You know, you probably heard that saying. So uh, it's a 529 plan. They don't call it that, but it's a 529 plan. So prepaid plan specifically. So this should be a red flag. Uh, not not only are the the states on the map red, but this should be a red flag. Why, if these are so great, why would all fifty states not offer them? Right? You've got nine states out of fifty out there that are offering a plan like this. So, um, in in all reality, what you do is you pay into this state plan. Then, when the money is needed for school, it's available. Uh, however, some fail to honor that guarantee that when the money is needed. So, uh, all in all, stay away from these plans. There's many other benefits uh, in the next 529 plan or the right 529 plan that you can take advantage of. That you're not missing out on on whatever this thing does, where you pay credits and you save, you know, the eight uh, percent increase in tuition per year. It's not worth it. So don't get caught up on a 529 prepaid plan. It's really not worth your time, your effort, and more importantly, time wasted if a state does fail to honor their guarantee when that money is needed and you need to utilize it for college. So the right plan. So to start your college with a 529 savings plan, that's the right plan. So the 529 savings plans, whenever you look stuff up, I want you to look up 529 savings plan. That's, that's the plan we want to go for. Okay. And how I want you to look at this plan is very simple. It acts and it looks and it feels just like a mutual fund investment account, brokerage account type of thing that you're buying mutual funds in. Everything about it is pretty much the exact same as a mutual fund account. The You put money into it, you invest the money into mutual funds, and then you watch them grow. There are other benefits that I'm going to get into, but wholeheartedly what this thing is is practically a brokerage account that you're putting money into, and the money's going to grow. You're going to invest it into mutual funds, and the money's going to grow. So in a brokerage account where you buy mutual funds, you can add and invest as much as you want, right? Like I can add a million dollars to it and I can invest a million dollars and that's it. I can buy mutual funds 
I can continue to do it. I can take money out. I can pay the capital gains. I can do all that. But this leads to one of the biggest differences in the mutual fund account and the 529 savings plan. Um, the fact that these plans are, are the fact uh, about these plans is that there is a contribution limit. So there, there's, well, let me take that back. There's not a contribution limit, but if you contribute more than 15,000, you will pay a federal gift tax that it's, it's not so much worth it to go over the 15,000, um, on, on the contributions there. So on contribution limits, the 15,000 can serve as a pretty good baseline for how much your annual contribution limit should be. But there is a maximum contribution limit, and that varies by state. So depending on which state you have a 529 plan in, uh, this does determine how much you can contribute overall into that plan. Uh, so if you, if you have questions about it, uh, you can always look up your state's 529 plans, and you can find out how much their maximum contribution is. But, I mean, they're they could be 200,000, they could be 500,000, they could be whatever, but that is your contribution limit. That does not mean, let's say that your state, and I don't think there's a state out there, but let's say that you have a state that has $50,000 contribution limit. That's how much you can put in. That account could grow to be a million, but how much you can put in is $50,000, if that makes sense. So pretty straightforward, right? Uh, step one, you open the 529 plan account. Step two, you contribute up to $15,000 annually. Step three, you invest in large growth mutual funds. Step four, you don't contribute more than the state, your, your state's 529 plan is going to allow. And you've got to do some research on that. And step five, you reap all the benefits of the plan. It's really that easy. Five easy steps. Uh, the last thing I want to say about the 529 savings plan before we move into the benefits of it. Um, is that it can be used if like who it can be used by is you, it can be used by, uh, a child. It can be used by a niece. It can be used by a nephew. It can pretty much be used by any very close relative that, that you can imagine. And it doesn't have to only be used for, um, a, a parent to get for, or it doesn't have to only be for a parent to get for a child. I could go buy one for, I could go open a 529 plan for myself, contribute money to it, and I can utilize it myself, right? It doesn't have to just be for, I'm the owner of the plan and I'm going to give it to this beneficiary. If you plan on going to college, if, if you know someone that plans on going to college and you want to open a 529 plan for yourself or for that person, do it. It's that easy. It's really not, not difficult to do. So, it's, it's much more than just this plan that's used from a parent to a child. And I think that's the common misconception about the 529 plan that I really wanted to hash out right here up front. So I stated reap all the benefits, but what are the benefits? Well, that's what we're going to look at next. So the benefits of the 529 savings plan, uh, lucky for you, there are many, and I mean many. So if you can imagine walking into a car dealership and every single deal on every single car that you can imagine is available, that is what this is going to do for you. Every single thing from every part and every, like from the, the owner of the account 
has benefits. The beneficiary of the account has benefits. The account itself has benefits. Every single thing has a benefit and we're going to go over all of them. So uh, I'm going to focus on three major benefits that you can take advantage of. First off, being tax-free. Second off, we're going to go over annual tax credits and deductions. Third off is the easiness to manage. So first, being tax-free. Yes, you heard that right, tax-free. This is probably one of the greatest advantages of utilizing a 529 savings plan in the simple fact that it is funded with post-tax money. Therefore, you've already paid taxes on it, right? It came out of your paycheck and you've put that money into a 529. Therefore, once that contribution happens, everything after that is tax-free when, when it's utilized for education, right? And education cost. So this is like some really great stuff. So you put money in out of your paycheck for your uh, 529 plan. So you put it in, you invest it in large growth mutual funds, and then everything that that thing grows, if it grows 8% year over year, if it grows 20% year over year, all of that money is tax-free. So all the growth that happens in the account, you'll never pay taxes on. Plus, when... This, when the student, whether the student's you or your child or your niece or your nephew, when you withdraw the money, it will also be withdrawn and utilized tax-free when it's used for qualified expenses. So you're, you're plugging post-tax money into an account. It's growing tax-free. You're spending it tax-free. It's totally tax-free. That's a huge benefit. Huge benefit. If you can imagine the average person is paying an income tax or a capital gains tax of over 20%, right? So if you want to pay capital gains tax on a on a brokerage account where you're just sticking money into a mutual fund for a for a a, a person to go to college or a person to go to school, um, that's that's uh you know a, a capital gains tax of 20 20 plus percent is going to eat into a lot of the money that you that you put in there, especially the growth money, right? So this is a great benefit. So I'm going to give you an example. So let's say um, you start contributing to a 529 savings plan. You contribute about $400 a month when your child is first born, right? So first born, $400, $400 a month. That's going to be $4,800 a year, okay? Follow me. By the time your child turns 18, you will have contributed $86,400 into the account. $86,000 for, for your child that you started contributing $400 a month for when they were born. By the time your child goes to college, this account will have roughly $158,000 that, that um, in it. So you contributed $86,000 but it grew 72,000. That's what it grew by. That 72,000 will never have taxes paid on it when it's used for higher education qualified expenses. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, the other thing about these, these 529 plans, and this is, this is something that, that you can look at, uh, as a, as a, as another benefit, especially if you're, especially if you're, you haven't started a family yet though, and you're, you don't really know when you plan on starting a family, but you do want to start one. Um, you can also utilize a 529 plan for K through 12. 
for private school or homeschooling or stuff of that nature, uh, those can all those are also qualified expenses. So it doesn't have to just be college. I'm focusing this this series on college, but it doesn't have to just be college, and that's that's very important to remember. So a lot of good stuff, tax free money going toward higher education or education costs, right? Tax free money. It does, like I said, you do not have to be 18 years away from going to college to make this work. You could do, you could literally do 18 uh, or you could have a, a freshman in high school that you're trying to build a plan for and you could utilize this same strategy. Start it now. Don't wait. Start it today. Uh, it'll only, only get harder the longer you wait. So the second thing that's great about the 529 plan is that you have these things, uh, these state tax deductions and credits. So currently, uh, there are about 30 states that offer some type of state tax deduction or credit for monies contributed to the plan. Uh, so that's some good stuff. Uh, if you think about the previous example, the $4,800 that you invested into the account, what if that could be deducted from your state income tax? Well, in 30 states, that's possible. So while some allow more state tax deductions than others, anything's better than nothing when you're really thinking about it. So for 18 years of investing in future education, this could be a tax deduction for the owner or the contributor of the account. So uh, the other thing about the state is that you do not have to buy or you don't have to get a 529 plan in your the state where you reside. So shop around, look for benefits that other states offer, such as maximum contribution rates, uh, rates of returns on the mutual funds that are inside of them. Yes, not all 529 plans offer the exact same mutual funds inside of them. They have their own selected ones. Uh, and then ultimately, you want to ensure that the state you open a 529 plan in offers the most benefits for you that you can take advantage of. Um, and then lastly, the other benefit is that you can set it and forget it. So, uh, if you're looking at the screen, I don't know if anyone else remembers this commercial, but the, uh, the rotisserie machine, the set it and forget it where, and I, I, I saw it and I had to throw it up there. It was, I, I don't know. Um, it might just be me, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's some other people out there that remember this commercial, but he's like, set it and forget it or something like that. I don't remember, but it's pretty funny. Uh, anyways, same thing goes for the 529 plan. Uh, you can set it and forget it. So the $400 a month that I was talking about, uh, you set that up automatically 400 bucks rolls in $400 goes to that account. $400 gets invested just like that for 18 years. And all of a sudden you look at the account, kids are happy. Family's happy. Everybody's happy because everyone's going to school debt free if they so choose, right? Uh, so this is great for, for saving for your child's higher education costs because it's all automatic. Uh, it's an amazing feature. So, so the big thing about it is if you'll do the math now, figure out about how much you think uh, your child may need for, for college. You can, you can bet high or bet low. Um, but figure that out. Do the math. How much do I need to start saving every month uh, to be able to get to XYZ amount by the time my child goes to college? You can do it for yourself. If you're like, I want to go to school in five years, I want to go back to school in five years. How much do I need to put into a 529 plan so that I can uh, go back to school in five years? I mean, do the math and then start that automatic contribution. Okay. So the last part of this, read the fine print of the 529 plan. Lucky for you, 
I've gone over and I have pulled out a lot of the major things that you really need to know about the 529 plan that uh, some of it's good and some of it is just something to think about. Some of it looks bad, um, but it's really more about just something to think about when you're coming up with should I invest in a 529 plan or should I not, how much, so forth and so on. Um, this, this is a big piece. So the fine print on the 529 plan, number one, don't overinvest, right? So there is penalties that have to be paid on the growth of the account if it does not go toward education purposes. And this isn't a terrible problem to have. So that's the reason why I say it. it's not, it's not all bad, but but you will have to get more creative with how the account money was going to be used if there is more money in the account than what is going to be utilized for, for school. So I'm going to get more into the penalty in a little bit. It's, it's, it's on down the list, but remember there is a penalty if it doesn't go towards financial or educational cost. Uh, there is a, a, a penalty that goes with that. So you'll have to get creative and a couple of these next pieces should show you some of the creativity that you can do. But, uh, number two, families can use one account. Okay. Possibly one account. So this makes it easy to let one account, one account grow, one account be contributed to. Uh, the only problem with this is you can only use it to pay for a single child at a time. So the thing about a 529 plan, if I'd name the beneficiary, I can change the beneficiary whenever I want, right? But only one child can use it at a time. Therefore, if you have kids that are very close in age, uh, this could not be an option. You may want to open individual 529 plans for each child just to make it easier. But if you have ch children and they're four or five years apart, uh, one 529 plan, you can make one child a beneficiary, get them through school, and then change it to the other child. And if there's money left over, you could go take a class or two. It's just options that are out there. Uh, a wide range of family members can use you can use the money. This is a huge benefit. If a child decides not to go to college, uh, you can always change the beneficiary to someone else in your family, niece, nephew, uh, and and utilize they can utilize it to go to school. And that's that's the flexibility, and it's amazing how flexible it is. So, uh, the one thing that some people may look at as a bad thing, I look at as not really a. I don't even think about it. It's not even relevant, but affects a financial aid it does affect your financial aid if if the this account is considered when your child is applying for financial aid so i want to bring some shining light on this because if your child doesn't get some kind of free federal grant money because you you saved enough for them to go to school is that really a problem you saved enough for them to go to school so they don't get f free federal grant money is that really a problem I think I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think that that's a very responsible act that you did because the opposite is also true. You didn't say it save enough. They still don't get federal grant money, and now you're panicking. So it's not a bad problem to have, but it, I do want you to know that it does affect financial aid when you're applying for it. So the penalty, the withdrawal penalty, is a 10% penalty on top of income tax. So this is the biggest downside and it's not absolutely terrible, but you do have to pay income tax and plus sign a 10% penalty on the money that grows in the account. So you're not paying it on the whole account. Remember, it's funded with post-tax money. You're not going to double tax that money, but the money that grows inside of that account, um, it does, it does incur a 10% penalty on top of 
your the income tax, whatever your income tax bracket is, it is income to you. So 10% of your investment is not a lot of fun, uh, but it's the worst case scenario if you need to get the money out because nobody else is going to use it and you cannot think of any other beneficiary to receive it. So uh, I want to compare it to a mutual fund though. You may That may turn you and say, oh, I'll just do a mutual fund then because then all I'll pay is income tax and that's it. Well, you're right. So you miss out on the tax free and it's not penalized for, uh, for, for the 10%, but I would have to ask you to do the math and see if that 10% penalty is really going to be worth all the tax free money that, that you missed out on in terms of tax free growth and tax free use. So you can see there are tons of plan, uh, tons of benefits of these plans. So are they worth it? And I think that's the question that a lot of people are going to have is, okay, man, you gave me all these facts. You told me all these things. Is it worth it? Well, your, your child may or may not go to school. We all know that. We all know that you cannot dictate what a child is going to do. There's also other ways to pay for college, and you're going to see that later on in, in the series. Um, so is a 529 plan worth it? Well, I have to tell you, I think they offer enough benefit that they are absolutely worth looking into. Um and I say that because it's not only all that tax for state tax free money that you get, all those benefits, all the flexibility of beneficiaries, um, all of these things are great. And ultimately, how much they can grow on even a small contribution each month could help with higher education costs, even if you're unsure if your child's going to attend college. The, the flexibility of beneficiaries makes it worth it. Um, so these accounts have great set of benefits and taking advantage of them will help set up you or your child for college, for any college costs that come out, right? So even if you're a student currently in high school or your child is currently a student in high school, uh, it's not too late. And what I'm telling you is start today. Start putting a little bit of money, put what you can into a 529 plan and let this start growing tax-free uh, because you could still make a very nice impact um, on your child's life. And the thing about it is just because they start college does not mean that you have to stop contributing. That doesn't mean that if they get a job, they can't help you contribute. Um, you've, you've gotta, you've gotta figure out how to get your child, how to get yourself through college debt free. So I, I want I want to stress that enough that at this 529 plan is extremely flexible. You have to work it. You have to make it work for you. You have to make it benefit you. Uh, but it's all about aligning everything, having a plan in place, and doing it. So if through this you realize that you could use a professional look at your situation uh, and build a personal plan for you to start saving money for any future higher education costs, through a 529 plan, go to the financialmirror.org forward slash contact and fill out that contact form. Uh, I'll be in touch with you and we will start working through your situation and get you started today with a 529 contribution plan. And that's what we will work on. So I hope you walked away with a better understanding of 529 plans. I do truly appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share this with anybody. And I'm telling you anybody, this is applicable to everyone, especially this series. Uh, 
everyone is is stressing I, I and i and i see it and that's the part that that really drove home this series uh, everyone is stressing about debt everyone is stressing about specifically college debt everyone is stressing about going to college everyone is stressing about not having scholarship money everyone's stressing about not having enough money to go to school and i i want to be the first to say that all of those stresses are real but they don't have to be there we can still create a plan for you to go to college and absolutely never incur any debt in the process. It's not, it's not impossible. It's really not. Um, so I, I hope that you can share this with somebody out there, National College Savings Month, and I am going to work this whole month to try to prove to you that it is possible to go to college stress-free, financially stress-free in that sense. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast, thank you. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review and a written comment. Both of those things truly, truly, truly go a long way. Uh, and I really hope you got something out of this, uh, until next week, please continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's financial mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.